Matt Lautner coming to you live on a Friday afternoon uh, at the Michigan Beef Expo. Uh, if you hear a little background noise, I'm, they're judging the sale cattle today and uh, they sell tomorrow. Uh, I encourage everyone to make it here in person and check out an excellent group of sale bulls and females here at the Michigan Livestock or Michigan Beef Expo here in East Lansing, Michigan. Today I was uh, walking through the halls and I seen some old pictures of. Uh, a national champion livestock judging team in the year 2000. Uh, Nick Mock, Jason Beal, and Cody Louderman are joining me from Indiana, Ohio, and Illinois, respectively, to kind of tell a few old stories about that year and the, the fun they had and who was the top dog on the team and just filling us in on some good Michigan history. So, uh, Nick Mock here from Indiana, uh, member of the team, 2000 team at Michigan State with a great group of people. Jason, Jason Beal. Uh, I was on the team as well, and uh, currently at home back in, in Ohio, and, uh, and have a small cow-calf operation, selling some show steers and breeding stock, and, and have a wife and three children. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about your national champion judging team? Who are the six that made the floor, and who was the top dog on your team? Cody and I just talked about that real quick, and I'll be real honest, I forget who the, you know. We're not that old, but boy, I sure feel old when I go start to try and remember things like that. I know, uh, I know I judged. I, I couldn't tell you how I did. I know, I know you did as well, Nick, and I know Cody did. And, uh, I know we won. Uh, as far as, uh, top dog, I would have to say that was probably Cody. He, uh, had a lot of consistent success through the, um, I think when, well, we just got off the phone. He reminded me because I was thinking he had won that, but he was third and had won it in junior college and 4-H, but was third at senior college. But, uh, yeah, I I mean, my memory escapes me when to say who were the actual five or six or whatever it was that were on the team. Megan uh, Wheaton, which is now Megan Ritter, was on the team, a Michigan girl that grew up with uh, and family still has some of the better pant sheep around and uh, – uh, Susan Vanderkolt was on the team that floored as well, if my memory is right. Was it Megan? And, I mean, obviously I remember them. I just couldn't remember who who it was. Kim. Which Kim, Kim Vanderkolt. Kim. Kim. Yeah, I, I knew Megan yeah. was. Can each of you tell a funny or unique story from that year, even though it was so many years ago? Um, and maybe shout out Mark Hogue, who was one of your coaches. Uh, was he? Tell us what kind of coach he was. We had a lot of guys. Um, you know, from that coaching standpoint, which Jason Roundtree was our our head coach. Um and and then Mark Hogue and Aaron Grant, Justin Ransom. Um, I mean and Tyler Cates was was up there a little bit at, at, at times. Um and I'm probably even missing I mean Mayfee was starting to uh I, he wouldn't have been there yet, but he was in and out some and, and helped us so there was a lot of different guys involved in, in in coaching our team and and yeah mark was certainly an integral part of that and such a talent i mean just look at his dad i know those of us i mean cody and i went to blackhawk and nick went to lakeland but i can certainly attest for the uh you know the the dan and marco both in terms of just uh an ability uh to communicate a message with people and help coach and grow young people to be the best evaluators and speakers and however you want to look at it that they that they could no doubt some of the best of all time yep so does uh do each of you can you remember a, a unique story from the year that uh 
the audience might not previously know? I can tell a good story, Lautner. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Through the end of the summer, uh, through the end of the summer, uh, our coach, as other coaches do, would go around and scour the country for for holdover size cattle that'd still be used probably in today's time. But but then in the in the late 90s and early 2000s, those cattle maybe weren't as sought after, but would still have some longevity uh, to be able to use through the fall as workout cattle. And uh, we would uh, tend to try to find a little bit of cowboy in us at times. And I'll never forget, uh, we got done judging the class, and as the team left later that day, we basically dared each other that we would holver those steers and put them on the school farm truck and trailer back to the back to the corral and actually would flank them uh, in the squeeze chute. And uh, the guy that's on the call that's a little more bashful at the time, uh, the auctioneer of our group, Mr. Louderman, uh, mounted up on a, a steed, a warhorse steer that was about a, I'd say maybe a, about a hip high guy at his very best. And you want to talk about a cowboy getting dumped. And Cody, how long did you have that bruise for? I mean, to tell you, it was it was a while. That's about as sore as I've been. Yeah, yeah that that was a bad one. We were on there too. I don't know if you were. I know I was. I just got a tame one. Cody got the rough end of the deal. <laughs> Mine walked up to the fence, and I just kind of like, this is good. I just hopped on the fence and got off. <laughs> Cody took him through the fence, and, and me with it, close. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that, Moff. That was a classic. I guess I'll be the historian of the group. Uh, you wanted a hoax story. Uh, our senior year, I believe it was our senior year at Michigan State, like that winter of 2000, East Lansing got a record snowfall. I think we got like right at three foot of snow in 24 hours, and we had just at the school had some TV pressure come in through the deer and all and had the TV test the whole Hereford herd. So we had to come back early from Christmas break and do that, and that's when that snowstorm hit. And after we got everything cleaned out and the bunks and, and trailways to water and hay for cows and calves and such, uh, we went down to farm shop and borrowed a couple inner tubes and found as many neck ropes as we could find in the in the hay mound of the, the old show barn at Michigan State, which is a nostalgic barn. If, if people on the podcast have never been through that, it's it's pretty pretty neat place with lots of history, but I'll never forget, uh, we filled the school farm truck up with fuel and had 10 or so neck ropes tied behind that old Ford uh, F-350 with no tailgate that we used to take to class and park on the sidewalk. <laughs> and Hogue was on the tube. And for those of you that aren't a Hogue fan, which everybody should be, Mark's a great guy, he about lost his life that night, and I tried my damnedest to, to hurt him pretty bad. But the last I recollect, I looked in the rear view, and his feet were above his head uh, coming around the corner, and, and I got him pretty good on that inner two. Yeah, we're all old men now with kids, but, uh, yeah, that when that, you just had a lot of courage back in the teenage and early 20s years, I bet. If we thought for a little longer, this could probably get pretty incriminating, but we don't need to go there. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, it's been 23 years now, uh, 22 and a half or so. Um, do you guys still stay in contact with each other, or is this the first time you all have talked in many years? No, we stay in touch. Not as good as we should. I ran into Nick last year at State Fair. Uh, Cody and I talk from maybe a couple times a year, and we've actually gotten together a time or two and uh, should do more. But as you yeah. just mentioned, Matt, life gets busy, and and we don't tend to do some of those important things that we that we probably ought to. So I know, like, when I saw you, Nick, at State Fair, it was like, oh, man, I haven't seen you for a long time. It just felt good. And, so I had uh, Ken Guns on there a day or two ago, and we talked about um, Dr. Harlan Ritchie's influence. Um, do you guys have any stories about Dr. Harlan Ritchie? Or also another question would be, back then, whenever you guys were in uh, in in school at Michigan State, uh, the purebred operation was outstanding, and uh, Michigan State was kind of the the mecca of uh, educational institutions for young and talented students. So just the fact that you are on the team makes you, um, you know, uh, one of the top students in the country because it was so competitive to be on the team. But uh didn't know if you could comment on Michigan State's decision to move away from the purebred operation and kind of they've lost their trendiness just a little bit, and now Oklahoma State seems to be the uh, college judging team that everybody wants to go to. Could you just comment on any, on any of that? Cody's the one that, that needs to talk about that. He's got as much knowledge about the Hereford cattle at the time and such as any of us. Yeah, I guess, you know, like anything else in life, as time goes by or you have more time to think about it, it sinks in. You know, while we are there and doing what we did, we didn't really realize, you know, uh, what kind of impact that would have on us as we go down the road. I mean, you talk about a talent pool while we were there, uh, you know, obviously – Dr. Harlan Ritchie, Dr. Dave Hawkins, uh, Joel Cowley, Mark Poe, Aaron Grant. You know, the list can go on and on. Yeah. And, you know, what what that actually did for each and every one of us, it's like anything else in my close connections, and it all comes full, full circle. Um, you know, from a Hereford or a purebred standpoint, you know, I grew up uh, in a small Hereford operation, uh, and obviously I had Hereford ties and that was a big attraction to me to, to want to go to school there and had the opportunity. Uh, Nick and I lived there on the uh, beef farm. Beal was uh, on the sheep farm and uh, to have that hands-on experience and uh, there at the beef farm and, you know, we'd go to Kansas City, Louisville, Denver with the show string. And, you know, there's multiple national champions that uh, that we were, we had our hands on that we, uh, we fed, we fit every day, and so that was that was pretty cool. And you know, as time evolved, I got into the auction business, and to come back there and be a part and have the opportunity to sell part of that dispersal sale was it was a very bittersweet moment for me. Um, you know, because I know what that that school and that cow herd and had done not only for me but for so many people, and uh, opened the doors and connections. So. Uh, like everything in life, uh, it changes, and you've got to you got to swallow it and move on. But uh, such a huge impact it had, obviously, on all three of us, but so many others as well. Yeah, yeah. Very well said. Well, thank you for joining us today for a few minutes, guys. It was awesome to hear the old history. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for calling, Matt. You betcha. Thank you for uh, joining me on such short notice. And once again, if uh, 
if anybody's in the greater Michigan State area, the, uh, they're judging the sale cattle right now, and uh, the sales are tomorrow afternoon. Come by and take a look. There's some really good stuff selling. So thanks again, guys, and we'll be in touch with you. All righty? All right. Thank you, sir. See you guys. Thank Appreciate you. Everything. See you guys. You bet.